Hello, it's 22nd of October 2019 and we're here to do a Rise of Skywalker trailer reaction podcast. So say hello Kirsty because you are back. Hi, I'm so glad to be back and what a great episode to come back for. Yay, it's really exciting. Yeah, no, I'm really, really <laughs> pleased you're back for this. Like we did toy around potentially with recording something this weekend just gone, but in the end it wasn't so convenient. And I think it really makes the most sense to do it for this because yeah, if you're going to come back, you've got to do it with a bang, basically. And this is a good way to come <laughs> back for a bang. Yeah, and you've been doing an amazing job keeping everything going while I've been away. Oh. Not that I expected things to fall apart without me, you know. <laughs> like, that was my fear. Let's fear that way. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, no, you've had some amazing guests on and I've really enjoyed a lot of the discussions. So, good job. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And it was actually really fun to check the podcast account when I woke up this morning because there was like a tweet from me saying, right, guys, I go to bed now. When I wake up, there will be a trailer. <laughs> and then the next tweet was from Kirstine. It's like, wake up, Rachel. <laughs> it's hard because you're the person I want to scream Aww. with. But yeah, Thank it's you. like, oh, now no, I've got to sit and wait for a few hours. So. Yeah, <laughs> like it did reach a point where... I need a certain amount of sleep to function because I have a normal day job and it's like 6am here but I actually woke up at 10 to 5 because it just reached a certain point where the excitement was just too much you know it's like Christmas but when, when you know something wonderful is waiting for you and you just can't bring yourself to sleep any longer it just feels like a massive waste of time so yeah I just gave up and woke up early that's fair enough. It's really great to feel this way as an adult, to be honest, isn't it? It is. It's really lovely. There's something very pure about it. So, yeah. like, And I think because also, obviously, it's the last saga film, at least for a while, because I, I know they're saying it's the final, final, final one, but I'm sure if it mm. makes like $2 billion, they'll probably think, hmm, <laughs> maybe we should reconsider that. Um, but yeah, like I really want to grab hold of this while we're still in this moment you know this is a very special unique moment and we won't be able to replicate this experience to the build-up of this finale again so yeah i wanted to treat it with the respect it deserved which meant being <laughs> sleep deprived so yeah oh yeah definitely i mean we did the same for the last jedis right and um, we do a quick reaction which is more like just like first impressions and things that are leaping out to us and wild speculation and then our next episode we'll probably do like a bit more of a frame by frame breakdown yes kind of tie in what we think we know already exactly yeah so don't come here expecting the deep analysis right now (laughs) because yeah aforementioned sleep deprivation um but yeah we're gonna definitely share our excitement with you and pull out some of the key moments that really stood out to us when we were watching this so yeah we hope it's an enjoyable listen so yeah Kirsty, why don't you talk about your first reaction like watching it live were you watching the football when it came on i was yeah okay cool. uh, just sitting there waiting for half time <laughs> desperately <laughs> Yeah, no, it was really great when they announce it and you're like, oh, okay, here it comes. Nice. Um, I really liked this trailer. I did not love, love it instantly in the same way that I did The Last Jedi. Yes. Um, I think maybe I just love that trailer too much. I just think it's perfect. Um, everything comes together in it really well for me and I love the music. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you get that amazing moment at the end that surprised so many people which you don't have so much with this one. Like, it's more like, 
a lot of really interesting moments that you kind of want to dive into and learn more about but there's not like one thing that I can imagine people grabbing onto as like the moment that you know subverts everything you thought you knew about these characters and the story and stuff maybe I'm wrong maybe other people do see it differently but that's just kind of how it it played for me yeah so no I felt broadly um, similar like I saw a screen rant article that had been released early that was just like a template article and it'd been pre-written to to be about this trailer but obviously they hadn't seen the trailer yet so it was like insert key moments from the trailer here (laughs) (laughs) which is hilarious um but yeah you're right like it doesn't have those huge pop moments that the last jedi trailer did it's much quieter and yeah it's just lots of subtle things which i really like but it does grow on you basically it's not that instant punch that you get with the last jedi promo exactly um there's a lot going on here and i think the main thing for me um, just because this was what I was invested in, like I just needed to get this out of it, and thankfully JJ delivered, or whoever edited the trailer, I should say. Um, we saw Rose and Jana, and yes. that was what I wanted, so I was very happy about that. Yeah, no, I was so happy to see them, especially quite early on, because I was like, oh, thank God. And also prominent, you know, because it's one thing to see a close-up of Rose, which is what we actually got, and it's another just to see like a big crowd scene and you have to squint and be like, oh, Rose is over there in the corner. So, yeah, I'm really glad exactly. they made a thing of her. Yeah, that shot was about her and then you see Dominic Monaghan's character in the background, I think, with Connick's. Yeah, it looked like Billy um, Lord to me. Yeah, but it's obviously like an emotional moment within the story, whatever it is, for Rose. So that's great yeah no i really appreciated that um so yeah like would you say there's like really big standout moments obviously i know you were just saying it doesn't have that big gut punch moment (laughs) that the last jedi did but what are some of your favorite moments apart from obviously the rose and jana shots um well the key for me is getting another look at the duel between ray and kylo yes like surrounded by all that water and with that dialogue whether that dialogue is part of that moment in the movie or not again we're going to kind of play this guessing game like we did with the last jedi's trailer but it's still it pertains to their dynamic and the mood of what kind of relationship they have in this movie and how that develops right yeah um so it's ray saying people keep telling me they know me no one does and then Kylo comes out of that fog, looking all wet, swinging his saber. <laughs> Byronic hero as fuck, uh, yeah. responding, but I do. Yeah. So obviously it calls back to, don't be afraid, I feel it too. And, you know, the, it just really feeds in well with what we got from their dynamic in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. It kind of brings it all home that these two they have this intimacy um and ray she's in the resistance but she says no one knows who i am like that's huge because you'd think surrounded by all her friends um supposedly where she feels like she belongs the cause that she believes in but there's still something missing for her so that says everything in my opinion yeah no i really got a really strong sense of character for ray in this trainer which was awesome because yeah she's the protagonist that should be where much of the focus is on her development and how she feels and where she's going and yeah i think they do a really good job of establishing where she's at with that like opening shot in the jungle where she's just running at breakneck speed she do get that sense of restlessness and frustration 
from her in this really strong way and it's nicely done so it's all shown just through what she's doing and the body language it's visual storytelling you could say <laughs> what's standing out to me is that overall the trailer kind of has this very uplifting mood and i think that's partly down to the music um but also a lot of like the the resistance side of things too um like poe giving his motivational speeches and seeing lando and leia and ray hugging and everything and all that's lovely and emotional um but what we get of ray a lot is kind of anger and loneliness and she's still got a lot of growing to do and figuring things out so looks like ray's character development did not stop at the end of act two weird surprising huh yeah that's like contrary to all the rules of storytelling (laughs) doesn't make any sense (laughs) sorry it's hard not to be salty sometimes yeah no it is and yeah like all the rain kylo stuff in this trailer is just delicious in my opinion like the aforementioned scene in the rain we were just saying before we started recording that there's been so much made of that on twitter already and like people noticing the literary parallels it's like, yep, there sure are some literary parallels in that trailer, hundred <laughs> percent. Yep, and through the trilogy as a whole. Yeah, wild. Uh, yeah, yeah, very Pride and Prejudice, very Jane Eyre, like, you know, what the Raylos have been saying. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Tell the Raylos yeah. they were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's really nice. I really love. Yeah, I really love the part where Ray's like running through the jungle. She's got her saber out, and then it cuts to her like scaling the inside of what I assume is the Death Star. Yeah. Um, it kind of it obviously harkens back to her scavenging in the Destroyer in the Force Awakens, but it's like a seamless cut. It's really well done. Yeah. Um, and to me, it just kind of hints that hey, she's still kind of she's lost. She still hasn't found what she was looking for. She's still kind of caught in that cycle of being alone and scavenging and I don't know she's not finished yet yeah no it's interesting because the early promo was very much about the it's the gang on an adventure um vibe well we yeah we knew it wasn't going to be just that yeah no exactly and as you say that's obviously not the whole substance for the movie but they really are showing you a very different aspect of the film in this trailer and yeah that is very much the journey that Ray is going to go on as an individual and yeah i really appreciate seeing that it looks like daisy has some great moments because i love angry ray because there were moments of angry ray in the previous two movies but that wasn't like her primary mode where i feel like there's going to be lots of like anger and frustration that she has to process in this film because she's been through so much and yeah she has all this weight on her shoulders as well now because she is the last jedi and she has all these like hopes and expectations being placed upon her. And from how this trailer's set up, I think she's going to be seen struggling with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think she does feel betrayed by Ben's choices. Oh, yeah. Um, and maybe he feels the same way. So Yeah. No, I think when you see that shot of her looking presumably at Kylo in the rain... She looks like, oh, you. <laughs> Not in a fond way. <laughs> in an understandably, like, way. Exactly. Like, a lot of their so-called antagonism, like, every time we see them fight, it's not, it's not just like, oh, I've got to beat this baddie. It's, like, personal frustration and investment and why didn't you turn when you had everything? Like, I gave you this choice. Um... You know, even in The Last Jedi, when she's she's angry at him, it's like, 
I want to know why did you hate your father? Like there's there's a personal investment here. Yeah. Um, it's not just about the good guys beating the bad guys. Exactly. She's only angry and frustrated because she like had such hopes and like wanted something different from how it's actually gone. So it comes from this place of sadness and disappointment, which only happens if you care, basically. It's because she has that emotional investment that it makes it powerful. If it were just like, you're a bad man and I want to destroy <laughs> you, it's just not very engaging drama. So Yeah, like she just wanted to recruit him for the resistance and oh, didn't work out. Yeah. Exactly. Um one thing that seemed like well it was new information to me i don't know if this is already out there in some kind of marketing material that i overlooked but there's this shot of finn as part of that death star sequence when they're fighting so did did you notice that is that when they're all on the horses like no it looks like finn is running towards um where ray and kylo would be fighting oh really in the rain wow or with the water sloshing around them anyway oh my goodness Um, i did not notice that yeah yeah, so it kind of reminded me of, again, kind of going back to The Force Awakens, where everything began for these characters, then meeting in that forest, where it really solidified these three characters as on that journey. Um, and then this is going to be the resolution, and how have their dynamics and understanding of each other's evolved? Because we didn't get Finn and Kylo interaction in The Last Jedi, but I think we're going to get it here, and that really excites me. Yeah. No, that's something that was missing in the last film. So yeah, I really hope they bring it back to that because yeah, it was a really interesting triad and seeing how they all interacted and perceived each other was really fascinating. Um, Yeah, like and also the film obviously starts with a voiceover from Finn, doesn't it? And he's talking about the Force bringing them together, right? Yeah, so I guess we don't know for sure who he's talking to, uh, if he's talking to a group of people or just an individual and what the context is, but... I don't know, it it gets me wondering, like, is this about an expanding understanding of the Force? Because as far as we know so far, Finn isn't, you know, in in quotes, like, the classic Force user, like they've positioned Rey and Kylo in this trilogy. Yes. Um, But does that matter anymore? Like, is this going to be a case of everyone becoming more conscious of its power and connecting to it Um, just because they don't use a lightsaber? Like, does that matter? Um, Finn's kind of going on his own journey with understanding what the Force is because obviously you've got that hilarious exchange between him and Han Solo in The Force Awakens where he's like, we'll use the Force. Um, This kind of shows that his understanding of it has grown too and has that been a result of him interacting with Rey and seeing her dive into it more or has he been investing in in that more himself? Like, I really want to know what the story is there. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, you can tell Finn has come a long way from how he seems in this trailer she already just seems much more confident and mature which is what you'd expect because of that time gap because yeah he's finally found his place in the resistance and he knows what he's fighting for and what his purpose is so yeah that self-assurance feels very befitting Mm -hmm. yeah finn had a lot of presence in this trailer that was that was really great to see yeah i also love that line from palpatine about isn't it something like you're coming together will it be your undoing <laughs> yeah he's like long have i waited and he's got a shot of the throne and that <laughs> yeah yeah this was a really interesting line because yeah it's again this idea and we've talked about the contingency plan and everything that palpatine's been kind of like what what, what he was doing behind the scenes during his reign 
as like planning for a backup in case everything went wrong which it did yeah um and then now so how does he fit into ray's story um and this seems to suggest that it's something to do with how ray and kylo fit together yeah um in terms of that being undoing i guess we have to wait and see what that means but it seemed to me like it connected with this little thread through the story so far of like Luke recognising that Ray's power matches Ben's and his line I've seen this raw strength only once before in Ben Solo, it didn't scare me enough then it does now yep. and then Snoke's darkness rises and light to meet it So, and that was a strong presence in the Last Jedi's trailer as well right? Yeah. Um, this idea that these two characters are contrasting with each other but they strangely fit together in this yin and yang way um, and what does that mean for the Force, them, for them as characters? And like, is there this notion of balance? Um, and how could Palpatine use that for him, to his advantage? Yeah, no, exactly. I like it. So it kind of suggests him like taunting them. Like, I don't know, this is going too far. But like, you're coming together. So that obviously suggests that they are united in some way, whether physically or if it's like the Force Bond thing. And then him like saying, "Haha, but this is a bad thing, and I can take advantage of you." Ha ha ha! And that's yeah, like a villain line of... that stands to be like reacted to or undone in some way. It's like, no, exactly. we're going to defy you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which echoes again how Snoke perceived Ray and Kylo. Right? He was almost like laughing at the fact that he'd created this bond between them, which we still don't know for sure if he actually did or how that came about um but yeah it's this idea of like older characters who are obviously like in that irredeemably evil mode um underestimating the potential of them coming together um this idea of that like their connection being a weakness yeah um you know snoke testing ben and like telling him to kill ray because that was like a weakness for him and actually it's a strength so yeah yeah Star Wars always comes down on the side of those connections being a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. Because if the bad guy is saying it, they're probably wrong. <laughs> That's my life motto. Yeah. Like, and there's just so many, like, interesting, mysterious shots in this thing. Like, that's one shot of, like, I don't even know fully what's happening, but they're in the white room and there's, like, the black plinth and I think it has Darth Vader's mask on it. And it seems like Ray and Kylo are both striking it at the same time, like in this sort of like combo attack, you could say. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like it smashes apart in a very dramatic and beautiful way. And yeah, just looking at that, it's like, what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that's intriguing because it looks like the same sequence as that footage that we got in April. Well, it we, we, wasn't like official hd footage because i think it just flashed upon the screen at celebration so we've got like blurry screenshots yes um it's kylo in that white room looking down at vader's helmet um but then in this footage he's masked so he's masked for some of it and maskless for the rest like does ray tell him to take it off does he put it back on what's the deal there yeah there are lots of questions basically (laughs) so yeah figuring out the sequence of events is very mysterious but that's a good yeah. thing. I like there to be mystery in my Star Wars so I can be surprised when I watch it. Yeah, and there's a part there where it looks like Rey has a dagger as well. She's got a dagger in her hand. Yes. Like, what's that about? Yeah. All these little things as well, but you're like, 
does this play into the story or am I reading too much into it? Because there's, there's stuff that we don't get. We don't see the Knights of Ren. We don't see Claude. Um. <laughs> That's my great sadness at this point, to be honest. The absence of Claude. I feel cheated. You joke, but uh, I'm serious about it. <laughs> oh, the Knights of Ren, you know, like maybe a second or two. Yeah. I'm not asking for like some deep character information, but... <laughs> a reminder that they're back maybe that will be like the tv spots they'll like each get their own tv spot and it will show you like what their strengths are what their weaknesses are what their hobbies are (laughs) it's like kylo ren likes gardening and yeah i don't know Mm, matt smith ran (laughs) oh god matt smith man i have no idea at this point yeah oh we also got no hooks and no pride yes no, that's sad. So, There's no like first order representing this really. So I don't count Kylo. Kylo represents Kylo. He doesn't really represent the first order. Well, it's true because I think I was saying to you before we started recording, like it's very notable to me that throughout this trailer, yes, we get Kylo, but he's only really talking to Ray, and it's about Ray and oh, I know you. It's not anything to do with him being supreme leader. It's about his personal relationships. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get much of a sense of like Kylo's policies or political positions. <laughs> no, not necessarily that. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. It's not like there's a so, it's not like there's a shot of him looking mopey on the throne or anything like that. So exactly, yeah, yeah. It's all very which much in relation to Ray, which is nice. It yeah. makes complete sense. But yeah, and we got that quote from JJ this morning in the New Yorker article about Adam. Um, what was it like the gist was that yes he's become supreme leader but that's not what's going to make him happy he's still wanting yeah um which anyone with eyes could see from the end of the last jedi because it's that classic low point in a redemption arc where yes you give the villainous character what they thought they wanted and surprise it's actually not what's going to make them happy because they want something else now yeah um they've made a deeper connection exactly yeah so it's what Basically, it's everything that that final shot of Kylo in The Last Jedi, where he has the bowed head and there's the light streaming through, it's that shot turned into a movie. Or at least turned into Kylo's character arc for a movie. So, yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, like, it's a really cool trailer. Um, yeah, it doesn't have that big pop moment. Like, the final moments of this trailer, they're sort of Ray looking, I'd say, very emotional. Like her eyes are glistening, it's just this big close up of her holding the lightsaber. And then you hear Luke and Leia's voices hmm. in the background, and they're obviously talking about the Force and just being encouraging and kind, as you would expect from those characters. And yeah, she looks sad but still hopeful somehow. There's like an interesting tension in her face. Yeah, she looks like surprised by something. Exactly. And there's a beautiful shine in her eyes. I'm sure that people will be analysing the reflection in her eyes to <laughs> hell and back. Of course. Because, yeah, I remember the days when that happened with the last Jedi trailer. And that actually worked really well because there was like this close-up shot of Kylo's face and people analysed the reflection of his eye and they found a blue saber, which was Luke's blue saber. So that was quite well done because they discovered a very big secret in the movie that way. Exactly. Oh, the other big thing that we haven't discussed is 3PO. Oh, yes. That was the emotional moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which surprised me. That was a punch, yeah. Like, especially with... um, 
Yeah, like Freepio, man. Like, who knew Freepio could inspire an emotional reaction? <laughs> Sorry, that's harsh. Well, this is what, to me, that is the thing, the major thing in, apart from Palpatine, obviously, but that, to me, it's what connects this with episode one. And then through that, it's the entire saga, right? Because that's the birth of Freepio at the hands of Anakin Skywalker. And this is him, supposedly, I, I hope that things actually work out, but this is him saying he needs to say goodbye to his friends. Yeah. So he's making some kind of sacrifice. I'm guessing that this connects with 3PO with the red eyes. Yes. Um. So there's this idea that they need to, I don't know, get some kind of information. Um. Zori, or however you say it, Zori, she stood next to Poe in the scene. Yeah, I literally just switched to it because I had not noticed her before. I think I was so busy right. taking in the heroes that... Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, sorry. So does this connect to, you know, Entertainment Weekly released a picture a few days ago of her with what I think is Poe, but he's he's got his back to us and it's kind of dark, it's hard to see. I'm going to guess it's Poe because we know that they have a an existing relationship and she's holding up some kind of disc. Yeah. Um so does that play into what they have to do with 3PO here? It would make a lot of sense because maybe yeah. it's sort of like, I don't know, like a software upgrade or something. I just love that it comes back to the droids and what they know and yeah they've got real they've got real emotional investment in this story and the Skywalkers because they were there from the beginning yeah no definitely and in a less meta sense they were literally what the franchise started with because they were our point of view characters in the original Star Wars when that story starts out R2-D2 and C-3PO are our heroes so yeah, yeah I, I think it's great some shit yeah no definitely who knows like it's like if a brick wall has like consciousness and eyes and stuff because yeah yeah oh yeah it just hit me that that's our first look at where r2 is as well oh is he in that scene with 3po yeah because 3po like puts his hand on top of r2's little you know he's like oh i'm saying goodbye to my friends having a last look at them oh god yeah you're right r2 (laughs) Yeah, no, so I feel like R2 has often been somewhat pushed to the side in these movies. So yeah, give him that big emotional moment. Give him it. Yeah, I mean, he definitely was in The Force Awakens, obviously. He's literally covered with a sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's important because then he saves the day with the the rest of the map. But um, in The Last Jedi, he obviously has that important moment with Luke, but it's not what ultimately gets Luke off his butt and off Arc 2, obviously. Yeah. so yeah, we'll we'll see how much of a role he plays here. But I had been just thinking that he was back at the base, you know, with Rose, I assume, and Connex and that. But it looks like he's on the mission with them. So maybe we'll see more of him than we thought. Yeah, no, definitely. It's nice to see R2-D2 being put to use. And yeah, I, I also love that Ray has a coat because we know that Kajini, yeah. um, which I assume is this planet, is very cold and yeah in the past we've seen the coldness of the planet not accommodated in Ray's wardrobe so yeah that's very important to me so I want to see Ray taken care of yeah it's funny how in Star Wars sometimes the environment is like acknowledged and then others it's just like yeah she's somewhere cold and she's literally been on a desert planet her entire life but who cares (laughs) she's very hardy she's a hardy girl (laughs) it's true yeah bless us all but yeah there's a lot of stuff here with like Rey and Kylo in the ruins of the Death Star and again that just kind of comes back to what we've been discussing in terms of Rey's heroine journey like the serious underworld vibes yes. right which we got to an extent in The Force Awakens with Starkiller Base and 
going to the throne room in The Last Jedi. We've talked about this stuff so many times, people are probably bored. But um, this kind of brings it home. Um, I think that has serious implications for the kind of mythology and storytelling that they're drawing from for this. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, it's really striking imagery in some of the shots. Like, my favourite shot of the whole trailer might be that one where you get Ray Kylo stood in the throne room just like across yeah. from one another and the interplay of light and darkness in that shot is really exactly. beautiful yeah you got the light streaming in there but also all this destruction so how do things kind of move on from that it's the perfect metaphor basically <laughs> for the state of the galaxy and for the state of their relationship let the past die <laughs> kill it if you have to kill the Vader helmet <laughs> yes that's a very on the nose metaphorical action but I love it it's great well, yeah, I, I'm interested to see because, yeah, this is the last movie, and we've obviously we've had Anakin references, especially from like Luke talking about his father and everything, and, and Sidious even mentioned Darth Sidious in the Last Jedi. Um, but you know, we don't have any references to Padme yet. Um, I'm just wondering. Rey isn't a Skywalker, so I'm going to guess that a lot of the kind of if if we get anything related to Anakin and Padme and Kylo understanding more about the legacy that he's dealing with. Um, it's it's going to be through his eyes. Yeah, maybe that will play into that. No, definitely. I think if Padme comes up, I'd imagine it would have to be in the context of the love between Anakin and Padme. And right. yeah, like if they go all out and are just completely on the nose and like, yeah, we're talking about it. We're literally having conversations about these two people being in love. Then yeah, I want to see Anakin and Padme come up as part of that because. Yeah, you got to close out the whole saga, JJ. you got to remember what happened in those prequel films. It's kind of important. Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering. What's JJ's main takeaway from that? Is it Palpatine? Or is he still playing his cards close to his chest? And do we get Force Ghost Anakin? Do we get any references to Padme or Shmi? Or, like, what? what's the connection here? Is it just Palpatine? Or is it how Palpatine affected things for Anakin and, and now Kylo? Yeah. Exactly. So I imagine stuff like if Anakin is in the movie, that would be one of the most closely guarded secrets. So I think that would be held on to until the movie itself comes out. But yeah, we will see. I really hope he's in it. That would be really cool. And he and Kylo have a lot in common, and Kylo could certainly learn a lot from Anakin. So yeah, it'd be a good teaching moment. Yeah, it would bring things really full circle from him talking to the helmet in The Force Awakens, right? Like, show me the darkness. And Anakin's like, actually, I'm going to show you the light. <laughs> yeah. Because I was redeemed. So, like, ooh, Grandad, come on. The light is so not cool. Because, yeah, that's what Kylo sounds like to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it's kind of more about what we don't see in this trailer, I guess. Because it, like, sets up a premise, but then it's like, well, okay, there's got to be much more that JJ is choosing not to show because what well, we know that there's this whole list as we've just said that there are characters that we don't see um, presumably there are reasons for all of those um, yeah I just I can imagine JJ having a list and being like don't you dare put this in the trailer don't you dare put that in the trailer yep. um, I think Ryan said similar things for The Last Jedi's as well so yeah no so they definitely did not want to show that Ray and Kylo team up in the last Jedi trailer they obviously showed the togetherness mm. with them which was wonderful but yeah they didn't go that extra mile to show in that fight scene because that's the sort of thing you have to experience for the first time in a movie theatre and there will be moments like that in this movie too the stuff that they've not even hinted at that people will be like wow upon watching it 
Yeah, and that's what's getting me because we keep seeing this jewel on the Death Star. Um, but for that reason, it can't be a climactic moment. It can be like a turning moment. Um, and it seems like it will be for characters having what looks to be a pretty personal conversation, right? Like, no one knows me, but I do. Yeah. That's intense because for a long time, I'm guessing, like, if we have this time jump before the, the movie even starts, and then however long this is into the story, um, this is Ray feeling lonely and isolated and kind of maybe mulling over what happened with Kylo or desperately trying to forget it. Um, and this is it kind of being brought to the surface. Yeah. No, exactly. There's no escaping in this film. Everything is clashing and being confronted. And yeah, then once it's confronted, it can be moved on from and they can reach a nice, healthy place. So yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Oh, did you want to say anything about the poster before we kind of sign off? Oh yeah, no, let's talk about that quickly. I actually really like the poster. Like, and let me be clear, I like it for a floating heads poster. Because floating heads posters are almost always really bad. And I really didn't like the Last Jedi floating head poster, for example. And I think in that case, it was made worse by the fact that the teaser was so awesome. The teaser poster for the Last Jedi. And then the theatrical poster felt like a letdown by comparison. Whereas this one, the teaser poster for The Rise of Skywalker was nice, but it wasn't spectacular to me. So I actually prefer this to the teaser for Rise of Skywalker and the theatrical poster for The Last Jedi. But it's still got nothing mm. on the teaser poster for The Last Jedi, just to be clear. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I do like how the teaser poster for Nine is kind of expanded on here. Yes, that's true. Um, so instead of instead of Palpatine, you get Kylo Mass in the background and then you have all the other characters. But honestly, and maybe this is just because the standards are so low... Uh, my main requirement was please just put Rose on it and they did so I'm happy yeah exactly she's there she's looking awesome Jana's on there as well it's really cool yeah exactly and yeah it's just a sweet looking poster I was quite like this one on my wall um, so yeah we'll have to see how I go about making that happen and mm-hmm. yeah it's just a lovely thing of beauty and on that note, because I'm feeling more and more bunged up from my cold and I can feel myself losing the ability to talk, we should probably wrap things up Aww. here. <laughs> um, but yeah, rest assured we will be back soon and we'll do like a proper breakdown, scene by scene, line by line. So yeah, we will be back with that before you know it. Did we talk about Lando? Oh God, no, we didn't. Yeah, I'm just, in general, I'm happy to see him back. And he was in like that little shot of Poe giving the motivational speech to the Resistance. Yeah. I saw a flash of his yellow shirt. And then, of course, we get him in the Falcon looking happy again. I'm just really excited to see Billy D. Yeah. No, it looks like he's having a great time. And I've already seen him on Twitter, like expressing joy about the trailer. Oh, awesome. Yeah, which is great. I expect it's really nice for the actors to finally have this out in the open. So it means they yeah. can be a little bit more open as well about the movie, which is great. Yeah, exactly. This gives people something to base more questions off rather than like people's perceptions of The Last Jedi or whatever the discourse is. It's like, here's some actual material that we can work from and try to kind of gauge a sense of the story Yeah, um, and each of the characters. So. Exactly. And hopefully this also marks a turning point in the interviews where the actors can say more than, it will be satisfying and it will be emotional which is Uh like yeah okay great awesome yeah we get it yeah those are good words but can you say anything beyond those words so yeah we'll see 
<laughs> okay, awesome. So let's round that off here. So yeah, like I hope people enjoyed listening. And yeah, as I mentioned before, we'll be back shortly with a proper breakdown. And yeah, hopefully we'll record that in the weekend. So yeah, thanks guys. Um, do you want to sign off, Kirsty? Yeah, thanks. It's been really great recording again. I've missed this. Yeah, no, I've really missed having you on. So it's fantastic to have you back. Yeah, um, I think maybe, I don't know, I want to like say, oh yeah, you can find me at Scavengers Hold on Twitter, but you've been doing such a great job with a Twitter account. Do you want to keep going with that? Or I'm happy to like do it however you want to, to be honest. Like I'm happy to okay, split it. Well. I'm happy to give it back to you completely. We, we can chat. So yeah. Okay, well, we'll figure it out, but we're both there if people want to yeah, talk to us. exactly. So. You can access us, basically. We're, we're there. Yeah. We're, we're available. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.